Listening to Mornings on FBI 94.5. My name is Bridie. It's four past 11. And this morning we've been asking you, when do you feel the most confident in your body? I know it sounds a little bit wafty, but I do want you to have a think about it because it could help your relationship to know. Here's some answers to that question that I got around the office this morning. If I was to ask you, when do you feel most confident in your body? What would you say? I think it would be when I'm doing something that makes me feel purposeful or like I'm achieving something. One time I ran a half marathon and I felt really confident in my body and what it can do. When I've done a little bit of a shopping spree, usually op shops, and I find myself a hot little number and I put it on and I put on some fun little accessories and I just strut around my house to music usually, sometimes not even going out. That's when I feel prime. When I feel most confident, in my body is probably when I'm playing drums because that's where I feel like I have actual skill. Where do you feel most confident in your body or when or what doing? You can text in on 0409 945 945 and let us know because if you've ever started to get busy with your partner and then you're interrupted by thoughts of like, oh, I don't feel that good. What if my belly's too flabby? What if I need a shower? You know, it can really ruin the moment. And that's what we're talking about today on Let's Talk About Sex. Tanya Coons, our resident pleasure activist and relationships counsellor, is going to be coming in to look at how body image can affect your sex, dating and relationships. So tell us when you feel most confident in your body. You might have the same answer as someone else. You might have something else you want to share with people that they can take away. The text line is 0409 945 945. You're listening to Mornings with Bridie Tanner. Now, unless you've been living on another planet, you've probably been fed a certain narrative about how your body should look since before you were in school. And poor body image takes a toll on not only your self-esteem, but our dating, sex and romantic lives and even steady and secure relationships can be impacted by bad body image. Today on Let's Talk About Sex, we're talking about your body and how your body image affects your sex life with relationships counsellor, sexologist and resident pleasure activist, Tanya Coons. G'day, Tanya. Hey, Bridie. This is a great... Sorry. <laughs> that is a bomb that just wants to go off. <laughs> yes, it is It is a good topic to get into. It seems to be uh, in the media at the moment. Yeah, it does, actually. I was thinking, you know, when we were talking about this, we're going to do some cutting-edge stuff, and everybody's been talking about it this week, so it's really good, actually, to see that these chats are going on. Body image and body positivity are two yeah. words that get thrown around a little bit. Are they yeah. the same thing? Um, they're a little bit different. I think body image is what we think of ourselves. It's how we view our body. And um, I think how we compare ourselves to other folks, right? So that's that's a bit tricky because, as you were saying, we're getting all these messages from a very young age that a certain type of body is normal and desirable. And that makes it really tricky for a lot of people. So some people can have a strong body image if they're measuring up to cultural norms and other people have not so great a body image because they're struggling to try and be something that maybe they can never be. Be. I feel like most people I've talked to in general don't yep. feel good about their bodies. No, they don't. And, uh, you know, I get so many clients, I look at them, you know, and they're, they're beautiful. I mean, I think I see beauty in everybody, but also I can see people that are hegemonically gorgeous, right? And they're sitting there going, well, you know, I'm about four kilos overweight and I can't have sex and I can't relate to 
to people and, you know, they're just really hard on themselves. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, you've got this great body and it's designed for pleasure and it's designed to cut you around and do great things. Where's the celebration of that? Right? And I think that's where your body positivity is. This is a movement. Um, so it was originally to normalize all bodies and to stop punishing people who didn't have socially normalized bodies, for example, larger sized folks. So that sort of act action or activity would be like larger sized people wearing clothing that was traditionally reserved for slim folks, like bikinis on the beach or crop tops or stuff like that, and just embracing their bodies no matter what shape or size they are, being unapologetic about it. So that's body positivity and that's more of a movement. It is, but, you know, I'm a little distressed to see that, that it's been taken over by large corporates lately. So a couple of things in the news. I don't know if you remember the Zara campaign, Love Your Curves, and it featured skinny models. So we were all a bit like, what is going on there? So there's a lot of big companies using body positive slogans but depicting very skinny bodied people next to them. This is not okay. It's not good for anyone. No. And then just this morning I was reading this one wonderful article that Nike have made a range of clothes for larger bodies that go right up to size 32 and they're using models that aren't what the industry calls plus size. They're using much larger bodies, not size 32, but still better. And they're also putting plus size mannequins into uh, sports stores with these clothes on them. And I had a look, they look great. But there was an article run in the Daily Telegraph in London, just one of many, uh, that said that Nike was selling women a dangerous lie, uh, that, that this could be healthy and that they were fearing all mannequins would be plus size someday soon and that there wouldn't be any more skinny ones. And I just think this is not okay because not everyone can be thin and size eight. And it's very cruel to tell people that a child-sized ballet dancer or uh, a perfectly formed porn star body is the ideal yeah, that's that would be my idea of the unhealthy yeah, messaging to exactly. get across. Exactly, but the, it's isn't it vehement? Have you seen like what's going on online with what people yeah, say? Absolutely, in on Reddit, like oh. in, in comment sections, oh. you can get some real fat shaming darkness going on. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty awful. So, how does having low body image, or how does your body image impact on your self confidence and self esteem? Yeah, really good question. I think if you don't love your body, how can you love yourself, right? It's such a big part of you. And also, you know, the way that I work, I work somatically, which is through the body. Um, your feelings and all of these important bits of information lie in your body. So if you're not in touch with your body, you're also not in touch with what's going on for you in your emotions. And when you're hating on your body, you effectively hate on yourself. So then it's it's really difficult to get dressed and feel confident or to feel confident entering a room or to feel confident dating or to feel confident getting naked with somebody, right? So I think this is something we need to remember. If you shame one body, you're shaming all bodies, right? It's really, really not good. And I think... In the Western world, you know, there's a good TED talk about this, and we're going to put the link up after. It's by Carolyn Heldman. She talks about the sexy lie. She was saying that women in the Western world scan their bodies every 30 seconds and find something they're dissatisfied with. That is a lot of mental effort going into not being okay with ourselves. And lots of studies that I've read have, have showed that that women and ad adolescents, they, reg they regard their size or their weight as, a, as an indicator of their identity, right? And I'm sort of like, wow, as the, as the strongest one, not how smart they are, what they can do, what a lovely person they are, but actually how they look and what size they are. Yeah, this has been, I mean, sort of skinny um, glorification, I guess, has been going on for so long now that yeah. it's, it's becoming who we are instead of 
yeah. instead of any other quality about a person. Um, can you tell me what sexual objectification is? Yeah, that's also a good question. So this is, and we were kind of leading into it with Carol Hillman's stuff, um, women's bodies being made into objects, right? So we're only valuing them for their body, their pretty face, their nice boobs, their great ass, instead of valuing them for who they are and what they do. And when you think about this, look at the messages that little girls get and little boys get. You know, little girls are constantly being told they're pretty and they look nice in that dress or this or the other, whereas little boys are told that they're clever and they can do things. It's it's really a system here. It's not just, you know, one set of parents here and there. It's, it's how the world works. And I do remember really well, uh, some of my friends had kids and... Um, they were, one of them was a little girl and she, every second day had to wear trousers to kindy because um, her mum wanted her to wear her clothes out. And she was like, no, no, I want to wear dresses because everyone tells me I look nice and pretty. And then her little friend, also a guy, he, he also wanted to wear dresses to kindy because he worked out that if you wear dresses, you get told that you're pretty and nice and you get a lot of attention. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And, and I guess the the value of attention is brought to light there. When do yeah. we learn that attention is good and not getting attention is bad? Yeah, I think ugh, it's really hard because it's so endemic. I mean, people like to get compliments about how they look. Um, I often coach people when they're, you know, on dating sites, when people respond to your profile, see how they respond. If they say, nice smile, you look pretty, blah, 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 and you've got a lot of information there about who you are, then maybe, you know, Ask them what they liked about your profile. Keep seeing if it's just about your body or if it's about who you are because we wind up doing self-objectification as well and that leads to much higher rates of depression and what's, this, this what's body monitoring stuff. What yeah. is self-objectification? Where we only value ourselves for how we look, right? So I meet so many people who say, well, you know, my life would be better if only I lost a few kilos um, and they blame weight for their entire life not going very well. Um, it also keeps people out of the bedroom, keeps people from feeling sexy, for confident. I don't want to do certain things. You know, we'll get to that. Let's go to a song and we'll come yeah. back to how low body image can affect your sex and yeah. dating life. You're listening to Let's Talk About Sex with resident pleasure activist Tanya Coons here on Mornings. You can join in the conversation by texting 0409 945 945. Questions, comments, theories, Please they're do. all welcome. You're listening to Mornings with Bridie Tanner. We're talking about how low body image can spill into your sex life and your relationship. So, Tanya, how does low body image do those things? Oh, in, in myriad of ways, yeah. If you're looking at your relationship, simple things like if your partner's giving you compliments and you can't accept them, it's, it's like refusing a gift, yeah. For example, you look good today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I no, know. I don't. I can see wobbly bits. This is oh, too this tight. This is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even when our colleagues do that at work, oh, this old thing, I got it at Target. Oh, these old, yeah. yeah. What about just, hey, thank you. You know, that, that would be good. Breathe it in, breathe in the gift. Maybe we should do an episode on how to take a compliment. <laughs> I think that could be handy for people. We could. Um, and things like this push people away from us as well. And we're also then sort of telling them that what they say isn't true, right? So self-loathing can really make make it hard for people to come close to you and connect with you because you kind of you're apologizing for who you are and keeping yourself back and don't want to reveal too much don't want to draw attention and again if you can't love yourself how can you love others or allow them 
to love you. It, it's, it breaks my heart because I see this a lot. And I've been through periods of it myself, you know, sort of buying into this stuff. And it's really not fun. It's much nicer to be able to go, you know what, this is my body. It's great. It does great things. And it's sexy. And God bless the people who think that I'm sexy too. So why do we struggle to believe the good things that people are telling us? Ah, well, I think that's because we have all these messages that come from the world around us. Sometimes it's our family of origin, you know, don't eat that, you'll get fat. There's all these sort of messages about, well, if you, you know, if you get fat, you won't be lovable or you won't be successful or only thin people can find relationships and good sex. And I, so many people's parents police their eating. Uh, it's you know it's a good intention, but it's a really bad impact on people. Yeah, when has that ever turned out good for uh, someone's mental health? Never, I think, never ever. You know, so I I think we really have to look at the narratives that we hold, and sometimes they can be really difficult to prise our fingers off. Like I will never be any good if I'm fat. I like to uh, sort of change those around. Like uh, I will never be any good if I don't love myself, you know, or I can have this body size and love myself too, or I can be, you know, like kick ass in the boardroom, doesn't matter what size I am, just sort of adding extra words and sort of undoing stuff we might have held on to from community at large or our family. You know, it's really hard to believe other things if we've had that drill into us. So when you're getting uh, down and dirty with someone, be it a long-term partner or someone you're just starting to see, how is this low body image coming across between the sheets? Just in so many ways. Again, um, you know, if we can't believe that our partner finds us sexy, we're actually shaming them for their choices, right? It's sort of like, oh, well, you know, you don't know what you want and, uh, you know, you're only just being kind. Uh, That's not great. You have to say that. Yeah. um, Yeah, I've heard that before. Um, There's spectatoring. There's a thing called spectatoring. Mostly women do it, but some men do it too, where they kind of float up above what's going on in the bed and they look down and they spectate themselves and they're like, oh, don't touch my wobbly bits or don't look at my stretch marks. And they're looking down and being really critical on what's happening in the bedroom. So their thought bubble is super critical of themselves and their body. But, you know, the thought bubble that's coming out of most guys' heads or people having sex with the people with vulvas is they're so hot and I get to have sex with them. Really, right? We're so hard on ourselves. And so I think this kind of stuff also leads to avoiding sex altogether. And I meet many, many couples that come in where one person doesn't feel okay about their body and they start to just avoid sex because they don't believe that they're sexy and they think their partner will be repulsed and their partner's really distressed because they can't connect with them in this way and they love them no matter what shape or size they are. Yeah, it seems like it's really easy to ignore maybe a blemish on your partner's face than compared to when you've got one on your own and you're thinking, yeah. oh, this is poking right out. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, we, we tend to be much, much um, harder on ourselves and other people. I think it's easy to be kind to other people, often, especially if they have the issues that we do, because it allows us in a way to acknowledge our own issues, but not really say, oh, you know, I'm really distressed because I'm not feeling great about my body. But if we have a friend that's like, oh, I'm feeling ugly or whatever, it's like, oh my God, really? Every time I see you, you look beautifully put together. I love what you wear. I think you're amazing. We can do that for them, but we can't do that for ourselves, and that's heartbreaking. Up next, we're going to look at what you can do to be a more uh, a more body positive person and an ally. Yeah, yeah, and, and some things to do for our self confidence as well. This is let's talk about sex. We're talking about low uh, body image in general and how it affects our relationships, dating, and sex life. You're listening to Mornings with Bridie Tanner. 
You're on FBR 94.5 Mornings. Let's talk about sex with Tanya Coons. Tanya joins me and we're talking about body image and how it impacts on our relationships. Now, is talking about the negative self-talk that might be going on in our head at any one time, oh, I look like shit today, mm. I, you know, that sort of thing, just talking about that with people lighten the load a little bit? It can do, you know, because talking to others takes it away from that secret self-loathing. It puts it out there. And even though people sort of, they might talk about it and then not be prepared to hear what their friends or family say, it can help people realise, you know, just how many areas of their life are impacted by that that problem. Like people can reflect that back saying, you know, did you realise that the way that you feel about yourself could be affecting you at work and it seems to be affecting you with your partner and, and your family relationships, things like that. And if you see a professional, so somebody like me, because I see a lot of clients around self-esteem and body image, you know, and they often come and meet me because their sex life's been impacted by this. You know, that's where I specialise. Sometimes a partner brings them in saying, I don't understand why my partner doesn't want to have sex. You, you know. sort them out. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you fix my partner? Oh, I'm not a vet. I don't do fixing. But we can have a chat about things. And, and if you see a professional, they can take the problem from being about you and your problem to a problem with the oppressive structures in the world around us, right? So where we can have a look at the cultural structure of power and dominance where thin people have the cultural upper hand, right? All of us at some point in our life may feel oppressed because we're not in a socially dominant group, right? So this is really, really important to put it out there that there are messages all around and that you may have been hearing messages since you were a little kid about how not okay your body is and to sort of say, actually, we need you to take your power back in your body and and look at that uh, and, and give them constructive ways to do that. So one is I always say, when somebody gives you a compliment, please say thank you, full stop. Don't argue with them. Don't bat it back. Just be like, thank you. And even if in your head's going, oh, my God, I can't stand this, allow that person to give you a gift, right? That's really important. And I guess that would kind of let the compliment sink in a little bit rather than whacking yeah, it back. Exactly. It doesn't get time to, to set in. Uh, I think, you know, uh, working – Naming things as systemic is really good. Talking about, um, you know, we live in a world that really promotes a $2 billion wellness industry, you know, so it's in a lot of people's interests that some people don't feel good. And, and putting that out there that, you know, maybe we're a victim of that and of marketing and of other people's unhealthy attitudes, you know, it's really a cultural construct. And, you know, being fat cuts really deeply at some people's idea of a dystopian future where thin people have control, Right? So we need to really be aware about that and, and talk to people about it. But I think holding all of this on your own, that level of self-hatred, is really destructive and really lonely. Uh, so being able to talk to somebody about it that can be empathic really, really helps and can speak to you with love and kindness about this and not shame you and go, well, you're really silly thinking that you're fat, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not that. It's like, wow, it must be really tiring to feel like this all of the time. Yeah. What are some tips that people can do today to be a little bit nicer to themselves Yeah, and feel sexy? Good question. Really good question. So one is the accept compliments thing. Yeah. Another one is why don't we get dressed as if our best friends are dressing us, right? Because our best friends tend to really like 
what we put together and do give us compliments. So if you're having a day where you're having a wardrobe malfunction, and we all have those days, I have them more often than not, <laughs> um, we just get dressed and imagine like, okay, who am I going to call in today to help me get dressed? Who likes what of my outfits? And, you know, what, what feedback have I received? Because we need to trust that the people seeing us do not see us through the lens that we do. You know, and that the people who fancy us sexually don't see us the way that we do. We need to trust that they find us sexy, you know. Where did I, I read somewhere, somebody showed me a dating profile that was so wonderful. It was um, a larger sized girl and her opening line was, come on, you know, you want to sink your hands into my doughy thighs. And I was like, oh, 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 what a fantastic celebration of her body and appealing to the people that are going to play with her. Yeah, that's not everybody, but she was pretty aware of the the kind of, you know, we don't want to appeal to everybody when we're doing these dating things or putting ourselves out there. We need to appeal to the folks that are going to find us sexy or nice. So, you know, my catch cry is always, God bless people who like curvy women. But, um, you know, what about tall people, thin people, people of colour, all sorts of things, right? There's always going to be a slice of the pie for you. Um, another thing you can do is a positive affirmation. And that is, I give clients this to do for homework quite a lot, which is uh, write down uh, some good things about yourself. And it looks a bit like this. You write your name. Uh, so I would be writing, I am Tanya and I am. And then writing a whole bunch of things that are really good about myself. And if I'm struggling, I'm going to think about what other people say. But you need to put at least three things about your body in there, right? So if you're really struggling, you can say that you've got nice fingernails, whatever. But put three things about your appearance. And then that affirmation finishes with, I am me and I'm okay. And then I get people to print it out twice, once in one point text and to put it in your wallet. So whenever you're rummaging around, you keep bumping into these great words about yourself. And once in 18 point text, pop it on a mirror. And here's the dagginess, but the science about this. <laughs> uh, when you read it aloud to yourself while you look in the mirror, you're actually changing your neural pathways about how you feel about yourself. Right. So, yes, it's daggy. I'm unapologetic about that. But it does change the way that you feel. And you're looking at yourself saying these great things. Tanya Coons is our resident, morning's resident bo- uh, pleasure activist, body worker and <laughs> sexologist and relationships counsellor in every other Tuesday to help us have more pleasure in our lives, really. Absolutely. And next fortnight, we're going to be getting some tips and tools from you, Tanya, on how to be a body positive ally, yeah. which I'm very excited I about. I think there's so much that we can do to start changing the world about this stuff, and it's really simple stuff, and all of us can do it no matter what shape or size we are. We're putting a couple of links up on the Mornings with Bridie Tanner program page right now. Oh, yes. The, yes. F- the first one is the chat with the person you mentioned earlier. Was the it? Sexy Lie. Yes, yeah. Sexy Lie. Yeah. And the second one is, you know, we were talking about self-love and developing and strengthening that. Um, one of the things we need to do is look at the narratives we hold. Yeah, so changing those. And there's, there's a link to a bunch of loving kindness meditations, which are just uh, 20 minute exercises in sitting with yourself. And there's some really nice talk about breathing in love and breathing out kindness and just viewing ourselves and our bodies with kindness and compassion. And if you do these meditations regularly for six months, they really will change up the way that you feel about yourself. Thank you so much for coming in today and joining us here on Mornings, Tanya Coons. My pleasure.